The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? this it is hot coffee oh what's going on russia you, you're cutting me off already the uh bk the russian stream that we're on uh gee why would that be acting up i have no idea anyway good morning folks it is what is it it's wednesday um march 16th 2022 it's kelly cool's birthday happy birthday kelly out there I think I don't remember these things. People think I don't remember these things. I remember these things. I don't know why I remember these things, but I do remember these things. Anyway, it's a great day to be alive here. A little bit, um, you know, this time of year it goes back and forth. Winter, spring, winter, spring, winter, spring. Today we're leaning a little bit towards winter. Uh, but I'm sure there are plenty of places throughout this wonderful world of ours where um, it's a very beautiful day right now. And if you're in one of those places, I hope you are sincerely enjoying it. We do have a great show for you today. And I, I rarely say that. I'm not one of these guys who comes out every show and says, man, we got a great one for you today. No. <laughs> Sometimes we have a shitty one for you. We have a good one for you today. Um, comedian William Conway. Uh, he lives, he's currently a New Mexico resident. He's actually from someplace else in the Midwest. But story of redemption, a guy who is uh, pretty funny. I've, I've watched some of his comedy, and he's doing very well. He's an up-and-coming uh, comic uh, who's had some really rough goals in his life. Been out of prison for five and a half years now. Turned his life around and is pursuing his dream and changed his life. Uh, so it's a story of redemption. It's a story of a, a comedian who is finding his voice. You know, they say six years in co- comedy. He's five and a half years in. He's about there. I've seen I've seen his work on YouTube, and I think, you know, this is somebody you need to know about, you need to follow. Uh, he'll be with us at 10 a.m. Also, today we will be giving away... Three days, three nights, four days and three nights in beautiful Albuquerque, New Mexico. So um, I believe, uh, you know, I think William is now on the road, but uh, I'm not sure about that. But I know he also performs in his home state often. So in in honor of him, in honor of our friend Craig, who is the uh, uh, head of our Albuquerque uh, office, for the Minority <laughs> program, uh, we are giving away this uh, four days and three nights in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now I'm got to decide right now, right in this moment, I need to decide what is going to be the hashtag that is going to 
cause you to win this. Now, let me see. What what might it be? I'm just going to think here for one. Put on my thinking cap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let's see. How about, uh, let's see if we do it this way. Excuse me while I hum, while I type. This is what I do. Uh, yeah, so we're going to go with, <clears throat> here you go. Put this in the uh, banners here. So there'll be no confusion here. I'm going to put it in while I tell you what it is. Just hold on. I got to do it. Man, we are getting so cluttered with these uh, dykes and men, or man, dykes and man men, uh, taking up all the uh, bucket here. So here we go. Um, the hashtag for today is hashtag Craig with a capital C. Dog with a capital D, capital A B Q. Craig Dog A B Q. I know it's a difficult one. We want to make it a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit difficult for people. Not difficult, but a little bit challenging. So they can't just mail it in. If you want to be part of the contest, you want to win the big, fabulous A B Q. Uh, four nights and uh, four days and three nights. I keep saying it backwards. Four days and three nights. Happy birthday, Kelly. We we know it's your birthday, and uh, you missed me wishing you a happy birthday already, so I'm already hurt. Um, let me take this overlay out of here. God, there's just so many things going on with technical stuff. Uh, so it's Craig Dog, ABQ, capital Craig, capital C Craig, capital D Dog, capital ABQ, with the hashtag in front of it, all connected just like that. That's how it needs to be in there. Good morning, people. It's great to have you here. Um, looking forward to talking to, uh, William, uh, great guy, man. I'm telling you, you're going to really, really like this guy for his personality, for who he is, for his story and for his comedy. Um, thrilled to have him on and thrilled to give him some exposure. Uh, and, um, you know, be part of, be part of his, uh, his involvement. And you're going to be happy that you when he's a well-known comic, you're going to be, I knew, I knew him long ago. I remember when he was first on the Coffee with the Dog show. And you're going to take credit for it, just like I am. Uh, what's the freaking hashtag? <laughs> well, it's, it's Craig Dog ABQ. That's what it is. Uh, good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Kelly. And happy birthday. Let's all say happy birthday. Uh, the Tom of Albuquerque, Tom Kanopka of Albuquerque. Is that Craig? That would be Craig. He's uh, the Tom Kanopka. Well, yeah, I guess. Yes, bitches, we can go eat some lunch on the front tee. <laughs> does this trip include Craig showing us the sights? Uh, I believe it does. Uh, Craig shows you the sights every day. He's a rocket man, balloon man, date with Craig. No, that's not it. Um, I cannot be a toy for four days and three nights <clears throat> craig knows where the second where where the two of one meth sales two for one meth sales are in it <laughs> he's breaking bad craig dog abq let's do it all these people i think are in traveling distance uh to abq so uh we'll finally i'm not sure that one that we gave away yesterday the hawaii vacation is never going to get used uh and when I delivered it yesterday, he was actually surprised that it was a real thing. <laughs> yes, these are real, uh, real things. 
and hopefully, I'm not even going to go there yet, but I I was hoping we'd get more numbers on this thing, more people actually interested in these things, so that, uh, because this is a test by the people who are looking to sponsor this, and they're looking for engagement, and so far the engagement has been piss poor, to be honest with you. Uh, For those that are inclined, 4-1... Four one four one twenty two recognized can- cannabis is on the menu. Four one twenty two. That looks like a uh, that looks like a set. Oh, by the way, uh, a week from the two is it two weeks from this Friday? Let me let me check the calendar. Two weeks from this Friday. Um, yes, it's two weeks from two from this Friday. Joe Rogan will be with me. Yes, I, I'm not kidding. Joe Rogan will be with me two weeks from this Friday. Mark it on your calendars. Going to be a, a very interesting show. You're going to you're going to want to check that out. That's two weeks from this Friday. Um, anyway, uh, what else is going on in the world today? While we wait, uh, <clears throat> oh, recreational weed will be legal on on four one. Well, that's a funny date to be picking uh to make to, to make the switch they couldn't do it on 331 or 42 just to kind of i don't know or 420 why not wait until 420 let's do it on 420 baby um not a whole lot going on in the world They're still you know still same old war my wife asked me last night why are you political it used to be so political when trump was in office now all of a sudden i don't hear any politics out of you at all and even before trump was in office i was mm, fairly political i mean I'm opinionated about politics i said you know basically comes down to this um trump was like a, a drama queen bitch uh always something to react to and always looking to get a reaction you know he's an attention whore and always looking to be in, keep his name talked about, and was very good at manipulating us to talk about Trump all the time. Trump, you know, doing something, and that's not normal. That's not normal in politics. It's not normal in in anything but entertainment, really. And even entertainers don't go as over the top. Uh, I need I need to be in the spotlight. I don't need to be at the focus of attention constantly, twenty four seven, as he does. So that's basically what it comes down to, um, why I'm not, and I do talk about politics, and you people know that. You, my wife doesn't hear it as much as she used to. Um, anyway, so that's, uh, there's not much going on in the world. I'm looking at, at what's trending here now. I'll tell you what's, what's happening on Twitter, um, and I'm about to, about to have one of my classic morning allergy attacks here uh trending on twitter is the war shit ukrainian president uh zelensky addresses the u.s congress now that's happening right now interesting i'd like to watch that would you like to watch that no you wouldn't what's uh, amazing to me is how stupid america <laughs> and i don't i'm not this is not a political uh, thing. This is about language. Uh, Zelensky speaks Ukrainian to his people, 
and then in the middle of a speech breaks into Russian to speak to directly to the Russian people. Now he's going to be addressing the United States Congress in English. Most people, many people throughout the world are multilingual. Most Americans are not. And it's a failing of the American education system. I know in high schools, uh, a foreign language uh, is mandatory for one year, but most people skate through that, never use it, never put it into practice, and don't really learn to use it well. A lot of people speak Spanish in America, but uh, not real Spanish. And there are so many different dialects. I mean, between you want to uh, communicate with a Mexican person, you want to commu- communicate with a Puerto Rican person. Very different takes on the language. Uh, Cuban is a whole different um dialect so you know americans don't put spanish into uh practice as much so almost everywhere in the world you'll find people who are better at multilingual communication than you will uh right here in the good old usa because we're number one baby uh russell brand is still uh, causing controversy and with his conspiracy theories and i brought this up yesterday i don't have no idea uh what happened to Russell Brand. And, you know, we get caught up in right-wing, left-wing, right-wing, left-wing. And so people who are on the right are upset that Russell Brand is now being labeled as a right-winger. And the reason he's being labeled as a right-winger, good morning, Christina, um, is because he's gone down this conspiratorial rabbit hole. This Alex Jones, he found some website that he relies on for uh, his information that is definitely conspiratorial minded. A lot of it, he, a lot of I know a lot of the points he brings up are parroted from Glenn Greenwald, who is a conspiracy theorist. He's an Alex Jones uh, guy who's also an attention whore, um, but. I don't think Brand is necessarily what I would call a right winger. He's just a uh he's just gone down conspiratorial rabbit hole and many of the conspiracy theories happen to align with the current right wing. But not all of them. Some of them are, are left wing conspiracies. Um anyway, so there there's a lot it's a lot of chatter for several days in a row now about Russell Brand. What happened to Russell Brand? He used to be a, a hardcore lefty, and now all of a sudden he's a righty. And we've seen a lot of people kind of completely change their ideology uh, in the last several years. Uh, I don't know what it has to do with uh, the current president, because uh, most of the people on the left truly are not happy with the current, current president. As, of course, the people on the right aren't. But most of the people on the left aren't uh, because they don't see Joe Biden as a real, he's not a left-wing Democrat. He's a right-wing Democrat, uh, definitely centrist, a Reagan-era Democrat uh, who definitely worked with the Reagan administration. So they see him as not part of uh, of that whole thought process, that whole ideology, whatever. Uh, Tom Arnold is uh, trending for some reason. Why would Tom Arnold be trending at this point? Tom Arnold, uh, sports general, uh, journalist Clay Travis, exchanged words on social media. Well, that's all going to get me excited. Um, I don't know. Are you interested in that? 
I don't like. Oh, somebody's got it in a Twitter spat. That's news. Come on, you could find that all day long. You could spit and hit somebody who's uh, fighting on Twitter. Um, Geraldo Rivera viewers react to political commentator Geraldo's Rivera Geraldo Rivera's latest on uh, appearance on Fox News uh, talk show The Five. Um, how do you Putin wasn't playing Trump? How do you how how do you Putin? It's got to be how do you know? He asks uh, that you know Colombo looking Janine Pirro. <laughs> Uh, one more thing, um, and another thing. Um, he asked her, "How did how did you know Putin wasn't playing Trump?" And she explodes. Trump has every uh, has everyone against the wall. Putin was a wuss, and Trump was no. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's uh, alternate reality thinking. Uh, Putin was fucking Trump in the ass every day, every single day, abusing him intimidating him laughing at him while he made him say i don't know why he would lie i can't imagine why he would i believe no other president has bowed down to a russian uh president or uh dictator like trump has ever in in any way no president is even you know um reagan reagan you know whether you love him hate him Reagan was balls in the face uh, of Gorbachev. Like, here, lick my balls, you wine-stained-headed bastard. (laughs) You wouldn't see that from Trump ever. Um, And none. I mean, Obama, there are definitely images, and you'll find this if you search the web. Obama uh, was taller than um, Putin, and there are lots of images where he's just dominating. You can see it. He's the body posture of both Putin is cowering down while Obama is leaning over him with his finger in his face. Saying, Listen to me, you short little vodka smelling little prick. <laughs> so, uh, and, and Obama has not necessarily got a reputation for being tough guy and never sought out that. But he definitely intimidated Putin a lot more than uh uh, Trump did. So when you see people like uh, Janine Colombo Priero and another thing and one more thing. Oh yeah and I almost forgot. Um, You see her blowing up saying what, how Trump would have intimidated. Come on. That is just too far a stretch of a, an alternative reality for anybody to uh, even accept in any way. Um let me uh, catch up on some of these comments here. Um, ooh, ba, 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 ba. Wow, we got a lot of them here. Uh, um, we only have a few. I guess only a couple of people want to go to Albuquerque and hang with Craig. This is very sad. Uh, put in hashtag Craig Dog ABQ. Uh, capital C for Craig, capital D for Dog, uh, capital ABQ with the hashtag in front of it. Uh, to win the Albuquerque vacation. Even, come on, be part of the whole thing. You want to go to Albuquerque? You want to hang with Craig? You want to you wanna experience the um, Zorro Ranch and, um, I don't know, balloons. 
<laughs> maybe some good tacos <laughs> or the selling points of abq uh route 66 there you go you want to go see route 66 don't you um what else can you do in albuquerque um I guess that's it. <laughs> you can go see William Conway, who's going to be my guest. Uh, oh, you know what? I have not. I'm I'm uh, remiss here. I have not sent um, our friend Kiara her link. And she's due here in 10 minutes. And she didn't even email me to say, hey, where's my link? This is how. I'm going to email it to her right now because I know she's got to be waiting there. Uh, sorry about this. I should be more on top of things, shouldn't I? I'm not. I'm a very bad administrator. And I had the night off last night. Another cancellation. Uh, Amy Miller, who's a really uh, great comic out of uh, Southern California, she got her second booster yesterday and was a little knocked out and had to reschedule. And we will reschedule that. Looking forward to talking about her. She's very funny. And I, you know, if you know, you know. I've been really struggling to try to highlight some more ladies in comedy because I don't think they get enough. Uh, the, the field is definitely dominated by men. And listen, I'm not like a fire-breathing feminist uh, trying to fight for women's rights out there. I just feel like the comedy world should be uh, more equally represented because there's a lot of women working really hard to establish themselves. And they have it a lot harder than men. Let's face it, the comedy world is more of a man's world than the regular world. Than the, uh, the world in general is a man's world uh, for a lot of things. And women have to fight and work harder than men. And this is a fact. And I know some. I'm going to get some right-winger who's going to argue with me saying, uh, no, that's not the case. No, it definitely is the case. Women don't work harder for... Uh, the same pay as men always. Uh, and you know what? Uh, there are fewer women CEOs and all that kind of stuff. And we can go down the line about inequality on that stuff. But in comedy, it's amplified. In the world of comedy, I mean, think of it. You can go down and name a list of comedians, and most people, if I ask them the top 10 comedians, are going to give me a bunch of men, Good, a bunch of white men, even though. You know, Dave Chappelle and Kevin Hart should probably be on the, the top of the list. Um, but it is a man's world. So my mission is to try to get some more women on here and highlight them and in, in, uh, at least expose them to more people and help any way I can. It's been a t difficult uh, go, though. Not getting a whole lot of um, traction with that. Uh, let me see. I was going to check on... Uh, See, now, come on, I will meet the winner at the Frontier Restaurant on Central Avenue, and he will show you where the uh, uh, POW camps were and where he personally has a uh, captured Japanese sub from World War II, mini sub, uh, that was at Walgreens Drugstore. <laughs> I don't know. I'm lying about that. Uh, hey, Craig, come here, and we can go uh, to Inman Lipsky's show, and you can protect me. Is there an Edmund Lipsky show? I thought uh, Lipsky stopped doing a comedy altogether. I don't know that, but I, I was under the impression of that. Um, 
Kevin says, I live near Route 66. If you like ghost towns and shitty roadside attractions are your thing, then Route 66 for you. Well, get your kicks on Route 66. I was not aware that Route 66 uh, went through Oklahoma. It does it? Yeah, it goes. Yeah, of course it does. Got wine through St. Louis, Joplin, Missouri, Oklahoma City. It's all so pretty. You'll see Amarillo, Gallup, New Mexico. Flagstaff, Arizona, don't forget Winona, Kingsman, Barstow, San Bernardino. If you get hip to this travel tip, <laughs> when you make your California trip, get your kicks on Route 66. Um, I'm not usually up in the morning, but I would love to come in anyway. Uh, Amy Miller is awesome. Um uh, so he says, Kevin, uh, this is truth. It's kind of a sad thing the Stuckies fade away, um, except the ones who don't get the big specials before they do occasionally. That's from effort to push more into the mainstream, though. I think you're talking about women. Uh, who who are we talking about? Nikki Glaser. We're talking about a Annie Letterman. Uh, give me some of the big women. Give me some of some of the women who are who are. Whitney Cummings is not, she's kind of a television writer, though. Um, I don't know. Give me some of the women in comedy who who are, except the ones who are, are big specials before they do occasionally. Uh, who are they? Uh, interesting. Interesting comment. New comments. Uh, Where's that? Lots of funnier women uh, than some of the ones who pushed upon us by media and streaming services. Give me some names, man. Let's go. I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you there. I just want to know who we're talking about. Uh, uh, I was, I, is this lives with meter and no measure? Is that B.A.? That's Becky, I think. She's my favorite female comedian. Who? Who's your favorite female comedian? Oh, Amy? No. Really? Amy Miller is on that list. No. Who's your favorite? Famous? What would I miss? She's your favorite. Levine, uh, by the way, I love Christine Levine. I do. I love her. She's a great person uh, and uh, feel really uh, appreciative for the time she's been on the show. She was supposed to be on with Andy. And uh, and listen, I forgive her for, for not showing up for that. Things happen, all that stuff. And she did get me, uh, get Stanhope to do it. So great for her i love her for that thank you very much but she owes me and she said she would be here uh she owes me an appearance now <laughs> and she, she she uh seems to be uh excited and happy to do it but she keeps forgetting about me oh, i feel so broken hearted when she forgets about me like this so if you don't mind and you see her on twitter you might want to mention hey when are you going on the mind dog show again of course, she can't do the morning because she's doing her morning thing. So I have to have her on in the evenings. Kind of keeping the evening show alive just to have some people back before I uh, flush that show completely. Starting to get uh, stuffed up here with the allergies. Excuse me. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, Levine Becker Bamford. Yeah, uh, Maria Bamford. Uh, Stelling and Rhodes. Uh, now, thank you for that. I am going to have to 
I don't know who Rhodes is. Who's Rhodes? Oh, Erica Rhodes. I don't think that's how she spells it, is it? Yeah, I think Erica is like, she kills it, definitely. Uh, funnier chicks than Amy Schumer around. Yeah, I never, you know, Amy Schumer. I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying she's not funny because all that's subjective, but I could tell you she, she never did it for me. She never made me laugh once. Kind of like Pete Davidson, never made me laugh once. I would come visit you in New Mexico if I could afford it, dude. Well, uh, there's a way maybe you can afford it. You can win. You can win travel. Now, I don't have airfare, but it's a drive. Come on. What's a drive? Gas prices are way down, as you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yet they're really behind the, uh, the least funny of demographic, it seems. They... Uh, I don't know what that means. I mean, obviously, the least funny. Yet they r rally behind the least funny of a demographic, it seems. Ah, now I get it. You know, it's a little difficult. 66 is uh, OG Oki Highway from the Dust Bowl days. Uh, Kelly, he's coming here. He's staying with Brock in Nashville first and then coming here. I mean, according to Inman, you're talking about Lipsky? Uh, they're going, they are gigging somewhere. I don't, you can't go by what James Inman says. Come on, if Inman told you it was daytime out, uh, if told me it was daytime out, I'd have to go look out the window and see that the sun was shining. Um, not calling him a liar necessarily, <laughs> just not necessarily always accurate or right. Uh, so if he says Lipsky's coming, he also says uh, a lot of things. I mean, we go down the line. Phyllis Stiller was awesome. <laughs> wow. Phyllis Diller. Uh, you know what? I had a guy on, a young kid who was friends with uh, Phyllis Diller uh, towards the end. Good friends. Used to have lunch with her every day, like uh, Tuesdays with Maury, and go sit and have uh comedy stories with Phil, Phil Stiller about the old days. Brett Brock says uh, he has a trailer with a with a podcast studio. Really? Oh, well, that's a whole different thing. Anyway, we're almost ready for uh, the happy moment. We want to get people in the... Um, I'll pull this out. See, I hate when I do this. We'll do this. Uh, want to get people... Yeah, signed up for... At, uh, hashtag Craig... Dog ABQ that with a capital C Craig capital D Dog AB capital ABQ all capitalized hashtag Craig Dog ABQ to win what do we what do they win ladies and gentlemen oh God I need to get an assistant here this is what they win four days and three nights in Albuquerque New Mexico uh, and you get to sit on Craig's lap while he tells you stories of the old Route sixty six. Uh, you can win that right now, and we'll decide somewhere closer to 11 a.m. Uh, Craig Dog ABQ. Hashtag Craig Dog ABQ. Capital C, capital D, AB, capital ABQ. All right. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready to get happy? Come on, get happy. Well, we got some uh, good news coming your way right now. Wait, wait, I got to take that dumb thing off. See, I got <laughs> things going on here. Nobody. Where am I? Get off. There. 
ABQ. Are you going to ABQ? No, you're going to Charlotte. Is that where you're going? Charleston. 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 Da, da, da. Um, why? <laughs> I've been there before. I love it. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, my ex-wife just moved there, so uh, oh. tell her a little for me. All right. Uh, you've been there. Uh, why? Why did you go there? Oh man. You got friends there, fa family? No, I was I was trying out for American Idol. Really? Yeah. Wow. And did you get a chance to actually audition? With the with the stars? No. Yeah. No. Well, so tell me about the process. I'm I didn't know this about you. I knew Lisa Lizzie did that. I think she went to Charleston as well. Uh uh, I did not know you did that. What was the experience like? I I auditioned for about Three American Idols and one voice. Um, we went to Charleston. I was really, I was really hoping I'd get something, but um, no, it was a cattle call. Thousands of people were there. We were there at three in the morning online. Um, we got into the arena somewhere like three in the afternoon. We were there all day. And what was a lot of forms filling out? Were there any like pre like uh, interviews, like just trying to get to know you, or was it all seriously just about you got three minutes to, or one minute to sing and impress us, and that's it? Yep. Yeah. That's it. Really? There were a bunch of tables, fold out tables, um, and there were ten people at a time in groups, and they would just go. People were singing everywhere. Musicians were practicing everywhere. It was just chaos. So there's got to be a ton of really, really talented people who never even get really a fair uh, listen to, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard amazing people, voices that carried throughout the whole place. They didn't make it, so they're wow. looking for someone to to market to shape. It's all about the look. They don't even care about the voice. I mean, there are some really talented people on there, but. I don't know because I've seen some ugly people when 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 the show was in its infancy. We were starting the band when that show was kind of starting. Well, it used to be on when we we in we'd watch it while, while we were setting up for a gig sometimes. And in the early years, they had some pretty ugly people on this. I don't know if it was all about the Clay Aiken. Come on, you can't say he was about the look. Or even that Ruben guy, Ruben Stuttered or whatever. Oh yeah. Wasn't about the look. I mean, like, a, like not even the looks, but just the marketability. Like, yeah, rags to riches kind of. Okay. Marketability, uh, I guess. I don't know. I can accept that. Uh, have you ever been to Albuquerque? No. Oh, it's a beautiful town. Is uh, I'll tell you all the beautiful things in uh, Albuquerque. Uh, okay. <laughs> Craig Johnson's there. Okay. <laughs> that's it. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, that's... so someone will win a trip there. Well, th there has yeah, to be well, things. Well, there. see, Craig is uh, the head of our uh, Albuquerque office, our mar our marketing director in in our Albuquerque office, and uh, he, he is the sole. Uh, no, nah, he's not the only attraction in Albuquerque. They have balloons. Yeah, you, you like balloons. What kind of balloons? Like balloons, you know, you uh, up, up and away. Oh, hot air beautiful. balloons. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I thought you just were talking about regular <laughs> latex balloons. <laughs> we have those here. You can you can go to Long Island and get them. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I could do a hot air balloon. Um, I'm really, I'm afraid of heights. I told you. I know you, you are, but it, it's a different experience. Uh, the hot air balloon is a different experience. One gust of wind just takes you into the trees. A telephone, anything. Yeah. Wires, 
you. Uh, well, let's get some commentary from Craig in the chat room about that. Uh, does that happen often? Do they get tangled up in wires and stuff? Do we see balloons coming down often? What is... <laughs> One kid with the BB gun shoot you down. Yeah, just go well, down that, in a blaze of glory. I don't think that's possible. I don't think everything catches BB gun, fire. It's... I don't think a BB gun would pierce those balloons. They're pretty heavy material. It's not like it's not like a latex balloon that you get at the dollar store. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, I'm so not got, sure. What do you got for us today? Got anything really <laughs> or or is it really happy stuff? Like, oh, I'm so happy now. I'm happy about it. I'm okay. happy about this. I saw this last night. Uh, according to US News, US Senate approves the bill to make daylight savings time permanent. Oh, that's yeah. good news. That is happy news. I'm looking to do away with time altogether. Me too. Yeah, me too. I mean, as far as not necessarily, we could still have time, but I think we should all get on a A B C D E F G time, and so right now is A everywhere in the world. It's A, and and, and uh, next hour will be B. <laughs> what next hour will be B everywhere still, in the world? But you're still going e by hours. Yeah, but or it's not different everywhere. The problem is time zones, and it's different everywhere. Right. So we got to do the calculations. Oh, in London, and right now it's uh, five hours ahead. In Norway, it's six hours ahead. Whatever. Who wants to do all that math? We just want everybody is on. It's A. How about from dawn to dusk? I'll meet you at dawn. I'll meet you at high noon. I'll meet you at dusk. That Done. would be that would be difficult for uh, for doing the show. Like the show starts at what time? Uh, what about uh, a couple of hours after dawn? <laughs> <laughs> we'd yeah, have to just we'd have to tune in. No, it starts at mm. A. It starts at A. The start of the Mind Milk show is always A, and then we progress from there. Every hour becomes B, C, D, E. Everywhere, so and it's, it's the same everywhere in the world. Your show, based around the, me. Everyone will life. know what yes. time it is. Yes. When you're on? Every, okay. Isn't everything based around me? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Now, this is interesting. So, uh, daylight saving time, because there are places in America that don't do the, like, I think in, uh, like, Arizona on the Indiana. Arizona border. Yeah. Indiana. Yeah. So, they don't do it at all. 30 so states, would... I think it says. What? Can you believe that? 30 states. 30 no, states I can't don't? can't find it. Or have oh, areas yeah. that don't switch? Since 2015, about 30 states have introduced oh introduced legislation to end. Okay, so not not the twice yearly changing of clocks. With some states proposing to do it only if neighboring states do the same. Come on, guys. Wow. Come on. Well, uh, I want you to sing here a little bit. How's your voice? Okay. You know my left nostril. I think it's I think it's allergies in the morning. My me too. I just woke up with it. I'm like, really? I can't breathe I, out of it. I got it bad. I this morning is a very bad one. Maybe it's a Long Island thing. Morning allergies on Long Island. But uh, I already sang uh, a little bit of uh, Route 66 for the Albuquerque people out there. Um, <laughs> now I don't want you to shoot, but it's Kelly's birthday. Kelly's a, a, a regular in the chat room. I wonder if you could just do Happy Birthday, Kelly. Boy, come on. All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> want me to give you a starting note? No, go ahead. You're not Mikey. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Kelly. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Kelly. Happy birthday, Kelly. 
Uh oh, we lost your audio. You just turned your audio off. You did it again. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. I had a phone call from Spam Likely, a scam likely. I'm sorry. Oh no, Kelly. what um I've been meaning to get in touch with you. It's about your uh, extended auto warranty. Um <laughs> it seems like it's ready to expire. I've been me I've been trying to get in touch with you. I'm glad, glad you reminded me that that spam call was me. Uh, are you ready? Thank to you sign? so much. Thank you. So, Kelly, we're really sorry that uh, your happy birthday got interrupted by my extended warranty commercial uh, <laughs> advertisement. But it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, happy birthday anyway. Yes, happy, happy birthday. birthday. May you not get a call like that today. Right, and may you win an Albuquerque uh, adventure. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, well, I guess we'll see you at the bottom of the hour then with something different. Well, I have a great story coming up. Ooh. You're going to like it. I got a comedian coming on who has uh, changed his life around, uh, got out of jail five and a half years ago, and now is an up-and-coming comedian and is really uh, he's giving back to the world. He's going to be doing some shows back in, in prison and, and kind of spreading the message that oh. you don't have to be a criminal. You don't have to be the life that uh, you grew into or were taught when you were young, and you don't have to keep making those dumb mistakes. Look at me. I've changed my life around, so can you. So wow. uh, redemption story. So look forward to uh, sharing that when you come back in an hour from now. All right, All right. let's let's get you out of here with uh, happy minute outro. Happy if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Uh, anyway, we do wish you a happy birthday, Kelly. Thank you for being here. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, I guess. Uh, Let's see what we got here in the chat room here. What what did I miss? Aha uh, ha! They uh, good morning, cat. You want to go to New Mexico? We are giving away uh, four days and three nights in fabulous ABQ. Uh, hashtag Craig Dog ABQ. Capital C for Craig. Capital D for Dog. Capital ABQ for uh, ABQ. Anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> well, that's a little too TMI. Uh, uh, Becky says she's going to take a shower. Haha, ha, what the fuck? My left nostril. <laughs> well, you need your left left nostril to sing, Craig. You definitely do. Uh, uh, what is this? What am I missing here? I'm, New Yorkers love Albuquerque. That's definitely true. Uh, I find that to be absolutely true. And we have lots and lots of New Mexico license plates around here lately. Um, wait, what is it? Joan is queen always. Uh, Joan who? What did I miss? Um, okay. Becky said females. Nikki wants, don't know her. Amy Miller, love her. Olivia Grace, uh, she even doing comedy anymore. All, all I see is, uh, taking time off for health reasons constantly. I'm forgetting some names. I stopped following both uh, Jeff Tate and Erica Rhodes when 95% of their comedy was just political. Erica Rhodes? Political? All political? I've never heard her do a political joke, honestly. What am I missing? And I've been, and you know, I kind of uh, went down to Erica Rhodes' rabbit hole on YouTube. I think I've seen all her work, uh, or most of it. I've never heard her do a political joke, ever. Not that I can remember, anyway. Oh, Joan Rivers. Yeah, Joan Rivers was very funny. Um, but this past we're talking about today, folks. Uh, if you 
if you put a not that funny female comedian out as an example of a hilarious woman, you're doing a disservice to the rest of the women in the space, it seems. Well, here's the thing. It's always subjective. So I, I don't think anybody, if we follow your logic there, you're thinking that somebody in programming is saying, yeah, she's not funny, but let's feature her. I don't think that's the way it works. I think comedy is subjective, and even though you may not find her funny, that whoever is putting on the program, whether it's the television or whatever, or stand, in a stand-up show or wherever you're seeing them, the the producer, the the person responsible for putting that person on the show, absolutely thinks they're funny. They're not putting somebody who's not funny out on purpose. I just I I, I don't. I don't think that's the way it works. It's just so, and this 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 whole you know nobody mentioned Lisa Lampanelli. I think Lisa Lampanelli was really funny. Uh, I think she relied too much, and I haven't seen her around in years. Uh, like she she disappeared somewhat, but um, they she got on a lot of those roasts in, in the Comedy Central things. She was put out there a lot. Uh, now, uh, again, it's subjective. You might not think she's funny, but obviously my point being in this stuff is that whoever whoever put those shows together didn't put her on there thinking, well, she's not funny. Let's put her out there and kind of ruin women in comedy. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, great to hear you. So Dina, Dina Hashem, not familiar with her, but I will have to look her up. Um Who's this? Drinks, uh, jokes, and storytelling. I'm trying to re- drink jokes and storytelling. I think that's Tom. Is that Tom? I don't know. I, I, I lose track of these uh, handles on it. Uh, we did a fun interview with her recently. She is retired, but thinking of coming back in a few years. Lisa Lampanelli is talking about, wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, I had wondered about that because, like, she just disappeared. She just she did a flat earth thing. Never, never heard from her again. She was on every single one of those roasts, I think, for a while, and then gone. Uh, we were just trying to, um, because last night I was supposed to have Amy Miller on, and she had to reschedule. And I was talking about, I have been on a mission to give women comedians some more exposure, because I do feel like they, you know, there are a few cream of the crop who get all the attention limelight and there are others who get absolutely no exposure whatsoever and have to really work hard to get any kind of exposure and the number of women in comedy right now is at an all-time high i mean women doing stand-up but you're still seeing just a handful breakthrough into the public spotlight in some way uh and i've had a few on um but um, they do, still do struggle to make a name for themselves in comedy. So I was asking the, the chat room here uh, to name some up-and-coming uh, ladies or people that they think are really funny that I might not be aware of. And so uh, here we go. Craig has got some more for me. Bridget Everett uh, just finished up an HBO show. Bridget Everett, another one I'm going to have to check out. I'm going to have to uh, make, take some notes here. Uh, Dina Hashem, uh, Bridget Everett, uh, who else did I learn about here today, this morning that I did not know about? Um, I think that might be it. 
for the ones that I did not know about. Anyway, I appreciate all your inputs. We're still getting very little traction on the nobody wants to go to Albuquerque. You know what? I, I, I There's a great comedian out of Grants, New Mexico that you could probably see in, in Albuquerque, and I, I think I'm going to have him on in just a couple of minutes here. Uh, again, we... Uh, what? Join? Join what? Join what? L join? What? Uh, I don't know what that means. I am just so confused by that. <laughs> Can you make notes for me? Too? Well, for a birthday girl, I will definitely uh, make some notes for you. Thanks for, for that. Uh, um, my guess, you know what? I'll bring them in right now. I know we're, we're very early, but it's a re redeeming story. Uh, my guest today uh, is not only an upcoming comic and very funny guy. He's somebody who is uh, turning his life around after a rough upbringing, teens and 20s filled with bad decisions. Uh, he's turning his pain into laughter. As he's, Again, he's from uh, currently living, I believe, in the place that we're giving a, a vacation, four days and three nights vacation stay in Albuquerque, New Mexico. All you need to do is put in uh, hashtag Craig Dog ABQ in the chat room, capital ABQ, uh, for your chance to win at the end of the program today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome into Coffee with the Dog, William Conway. Hey, Craig, how are you doing? William, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's my pleasure to have you on. Where are you now? Are you in, so, in Albuquerque? or I'm in Grants. I live in Grants, which is about a little over an hour west of Albuquerque. Okay. So, and I'm actually uh, hanging out at the uh, 1912 Market this morning to do the podcast. 1912 Market. Uh, yeah, you see this like super old car behind me? Yeah, yeah. Like that just hangs out here all the time. It, <laughs> it looks like that's the only thing. It looks really narrow. What uh, is? Uh, no, I'm, it's a big place. It's it, it, as uh, I'm just in a certain part of it. Is all. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so, but are you originally from Grants, or you're you're from the Midwest somewhere? Yeah, I grew up in the Midwest. I actually grew up in Iowa. I'm an Iowa boy, uh, corn fed, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> so, but, uh, uh, I moved I, uh, to New Mexico uh, about May of last year. Uh, and do you love it? I love it in New Mexico. It's the land of enchantment for a reason, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I, um, that is definitely a true statement because there are times there where sundown, those magic hours of sundown, it really feels like there's there's something magical in just the the atmosphere down there. Yeah. The, one, you know, the golden hours and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, I really love living here in Grants. There, when you drive from Grants to Milan, there's a view of the Zuni Mountains that is. Just it's breathtaking almost every time you see it, you know, yeah. and and I just love that. Like it, it makes it it's it's a lot easier for me just in life in general. It's easier on my heart and on my spirit living here in New Mexico. I'll be honest with you. Craig says Grant's massive lava fields, ice caves, getaway to the Navajo Nation, Mount Taylor. Yeah. There's that sounds like of, it's got more attractions than Albuquerque. <laughs> it's, it's got a lot. I mean, if you're a nature person and you love to go around and, and look at all of the different trails and stuff like that, you know, uh, right here at Grants, you know, within 20, 30 minutes of Grants, 
There's right. so much stuff to see. It's really awesome. But the town itself is pretty small, right? Yeah, it's a pretty small town. Uh, but I grew up in small towns and stuff like that. I kind of like the, you know, I, I'm one of them weird people. I'm very bipolar. I love the city nightlife and stuff like that. But I also like the slowness and the quietness of a small town. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I get it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's great to have best, the best of both worlds like that. Uh, what yeah. I wanted to ask you now, I think Route 66 runs right through Grants. Uh, sure does. Sure and does. there, I saw, and I don't know if you're familiar with it, but that's why I'm asking. There's a, a church that was for sale that had... Uh, right on the on a corner on Route 66 in Grants, New Mexico, a church that has like a theater attached to it and extra like. So I was thinking, wow, what a great thing for me to to do. It was like it had a tavern, a theater, and a church all in one building that they were selling. Yeah. That sounds, you, yeah, I'm not sure which corner that is. Uh, uh, I'll I'll investigate a little more. Because uh, it's actually interesting. The Fire and Ice Park has like a bunch of stones. And in the stones are quotes from like some of the original founders of the town and stuff like that. Wow. And one of those bricks says, as long as the bars outnumber the churches, I think we'll be okay. I found that to be a very interesting break. I love that Me too. I love that. Now, I I have uh, told people a little bit about you, shared a little bit of what I know about you, and congratulations, man. I love love stories of redemption. I love uh, when people not only turn their life around but want to share that with other people and help other people so congratulations on on uh, a redeeming story maybe you want to share some of that with the audience i mean yeah for sure uh you know i started doing stand-up in uh june of 2002 and i did it for like uh maybe about five years or so and then i got caught up um you know uh, life was really difficult i wasn't making a whole lot of money I just had a baby and uh, I made a really stupid decision uh, 15 years ago, actually, uh, yesterday. Uh, And I went out and I robbed a store instead of, you know, instead of humbling myself and asking the people in my life for a little bit of help. You know, I was too prideful and I went and made the wrong decision instead. And I spent 10 years in prison. Wow. um, But during that time, you know, I really took that time to understand why I was in prison, why, I, why, you know, um, you know, what led to that decision. And the more I understood about how I came to that decision and how I justified that decision, the more I understood that I really needed to live differently and that I had a lot of wrong ideas in my head about how life was. And, uh, you know, as I started to correct those things, it just, it just changed my heart and it changed my spirit. And today, you know, uh, I want to do whatever I can to help people not feel the way I felt. Because for a long time, you know, because of how I grew up and because of the things that I was told when I was young, I just believed all this garbage about myself that wasn't true. You know, the truth was that I was a really smart person, even though there was a lot of people that told me that I was dumb. The truth was that I was really talented, even though there was a lot of people that told me I would never be anything. 
You know what I mean? But because I held on to what other people said about me rather than what I knew to be true about myself, I went this totally wrong way. And so now I just want to do whatever I can to help people understand that we determine our identity. We determine who we are, what's important to us. You know what I mean? And, and, and I need to not let other people dictate what I do with my life. Right. Very cool story. And congratulations on that. Now, 10 years is a long time. Is that, was that your first offense? And you, you basically. So I had had one previous felony. I had a distribution felony from before I got busted selling directly to an undercover. And come to find out the DEA had my name for like two years uh, before they finally busted me on a direct sale. Wow. Um, yeah. So that was like uh, an eye opener as well. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's, that's actually what led to me kind of cleaning up my act a little bit because like in the late nineties, man, I was insane. Like, I think like we, I, I think the, the, this, the story here is a common one. It's a, and I don't want to get too heavy here, but for people, anybody who might be tempted to judge you, just realize that every single one of us has something uh, that could have gone wrong for us in our lives. And But for the grace of God or whatever you want to call it out there, we could have done that 10 years. It could have happened to anybody. I think that a lot of people who sit and would judge you because of this. Don't, are are in denial about what could have gone wrong because all it takes is one one little twist of fate to go wrong in your life one right. bad decision can cost you 10 years of your life you know that's one thing i definitely noticed when i was inside one thing that i think is definitely true is there's career criminals there's people you know there there's bad eggs out there that are out there to hurt people over and over again as much as they can but what i think is more so true is that I think that most of our prisons are full of people that are in prison for the worst 10 to 15 minutes of their life. Right. They yep. had 10 to 15 minutes of their life that were absolutely, they were in an uncontrollable situation, some crazy stuff happened, and boom, they're in prison for a long time. Right. You know? Um, but, you know, again, uh, I think that some of that is why I focus so much on you know what how i think about situations now and 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 things like that because those thought patterns are really what lead me down those wrong places you know what i mean if 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 i got a good grasp on my mind if i got control of my mind then i'm not really running off with bad ideas right uh where did you uh, what where did you serve your uh, time in Iowa or is another state where not uh, South Dakota. So uh Ooh. even though I grew up in Iowa, oh I lived in God. South Dakota for like the last twenty years. And that, I don't know if you know much about South Dakota, but it's a it's a pretty jammed up state. It's like, a very uh rough state. Uh, I mean yeah. I, I, if somebody told me if you could pick uh one you have to go to prison for ten years pick one state that you wouldn't want to go to the last one i would pick would be south dakota <laughs> I mean, okay uh that's i mean i get that in some respects but uh i'll tell you one thing that i appreciate about the south dakota penal system is that their level of violence is way lower than many other prisons you know what i mean um really yeah you know uh because and and it's really weird because like they don't deal they don't deal with the same level of uh, inmate violence as a lot of other institutions, which, by the way, allows them 
to uh, put their thumb down a lot more on the other things, right? Uh, which is what makes it so terrible. But like from an inmate perspective, I mean, it's probably one of the safer prisons to be in. Well, that's good news. I guess I'm not planning on going to prison, especially at this point in my life. But you never know. <laughs> right. you know like, uh, I wasn't worried about you know I wasn't worried about riots on the yard or stuff like that. I wasn't worried about getting shanked most days. Like South Dakota is one of those systems that if you uh, if you mind your own business and you don't run up debt, you're probably not going to get in too much trouble. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, on your Facebook page, I, I noticed a video where you're talking about five and a half years uh, uh, into doing stand-up comedy now, which I find is very interesting because uh, several comics I've talked to, I know I'm not going to say all of them, but many of the comics I've talked to have this thing about take six years to get established in comedy and so you're right on the, the precipice of that. Uh, well, I hope so. Do you... Do you <laughs> Do you feel like uh, like you're about to turn like a, a you know a a page to a higher level in your comedy at this? Because they say six years, and you're coming up on six years. I'm just yeah, no, kidding. I uh, I do for sure. And uh, the reason is 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 I think that you know it, it takes a lot of it being comfortable on stage, having your stage presence. You know, your stage show matters. But it also, you know, the business side of it matters too. Making those connections, getting networking, knowing people, getting in that right position, you know, um, you know, because it is a combination. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you can't talk to a gatekeeper, you're never going to get a show. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. so uh, I definitely feel the vibrations. You know what I mean? I definitely feel like stuff is lining up. We got a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline here in the next couple months that I'm very excited about. Um, I've been doing the, uh, I've been trying to promote this dope show stuff really hard uh, because I won the dope comedian competition down in Dallas back in 2020. You know, it seems like forever ago. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. But uh, as the winner of that, I decided to start the the uh, the dope show, which is basically I'm going to tour around to different locations. Like we're going to go to Iowa. Uh, I got Elvis J. Freshly is a rap artist there that is going to be uh, helping me out. He's actually from the South Dakota area. He lives in kind of the uh, Chamberlain area. But uh, but so I'm going to be doing these shows that are like uh, kind of like a throwback to Def Jam days and comic view of just like hip hop and comedy, because uh, I mean, those are two things that I love the most. And uh, so I'm just going to put them together. You know, I mean, if I'm going to do this thing, I might as well have fun while I'm doing it. Oh, no, absolutely. That to me, you know. If you're not having fun, if you're not enjoying it, there's no point in doing it. There's no reason to do it if you're not enjoying it. You might as well go flip burgers or pump gas or whatever. Do anything else uh, if it's not enjoyable to you. Um, I do a little bit of that, too, because I have to. (laughs) I know. Listen, it's part of the creative life. I've taken so many day jobs in my life and and had careers. cast upon me sometimes that i was just right. taking something to just take a job to have some income and all of a sudden i found myself you know a dedicated employee like what the hell happened to me i gotta get right. out of here i just took this took money in between gigs and all of a sudden right. i'm becoming right. an employee <laughs> um but i'm curious now because maybe I, i'm confused i think i saw something on 
uh, maybe a Facebook page, maybe maybe an Instagram, which I both are linked into in, in the description, by the way, for people uh, that a, a karaoke contest and you won uh, two karaoke's in one week or something. Uh, oh, but are you sing? Are you singing? That's the question. I do sing also. I uh, I'm I'm actually going to release a, a music album this year that I'm trying not to be super nervous about. You know what I mean? Because uh, I consider myself a pretty all-around entertainer. I love to do stand-up. I love to act. I love to sing, you know, uh, which is another reason why I feel the vibrations and I feel like it's just a matter of time before it pops off, you know, uh, because when you have that crossover, it helps, you right. know. Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely do want to get more into singing. Um it, it's it's nervousness for me. I did win one competition this week. I ended up not being able to compete last night. Uh, oh. My ride fell through or whatever, but that's, you know, whatever. Gotcha. <laughs> so what do you sing? What kind of stylistic? Is it hip-hop? I sing everything. That's, uh, that's actually one of the – but, um, like, I'm really, really good with Kenny Rogers. Um, yeah, I know. that It, it, it kind of floors people when I say that because I'm so – like uh like country is definitely what i sing the best of but i can you know i can spit some bars you know i can rap a little bit i can do this and that and like uh, like i say i like to be well-rounded it's interesting you don't see too many people who appreciate hip-hop who also appreciate country i think i i'm uh, I, one of those people. It, it's, it's kind of rare though but i appreciate all kinds of music too but you don't see a lot of people who who can appreciate country music who are also are fans of hip-hop. That's not a common thing. I think, you know, I bet you I, I think I know what it is, really. I think that the reason that most hip-hop fans, because what it is is like, you and the ones that you find that like both, they were usually country fans first, and then something got them into hip-hop. Right. Right? And I think what it is, is I think that hip-hop fans... They don't necessarily like the the downtrodden message. Yeah, life is hard, but we're going to kick it back. It's kind of hip-hop's, you know, sort of thing. And country is more like, man, everything is just so dumpy sometimes. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of what throws people off. And uh, and I found that when, when people say that kind of stuff to me, I'm very good at finding a song in whatever genre. If there's a genre of music you don't like, you tell me what that is, and I'll find a song that you like in that genre. Right. Yeah, there's a, I think country gets a bad rap because there are many, many upbeat, not downtrodden country songs that, you know. Right. Oh, yeah. Tons yeah. of them. Um, uh, Steve Byrne, comedian, has a, a great piece on that, a bit that he does on that. Like, who's tougher, hip hop or country people? And he basically, hip hop guys come off like they'll cut you and, you know, all this stuff and, like, rough and tumble urban stuff but he said country guys these guys you know they go out and, and kill kill a, uh, uh, an elk with their with a bow cut its head off <laughs> he did tart out right there these guys are bad <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> uh, so he, he's uh, on the side of the country guys or, or, or I wouldn't fuck with a country guy I'd fuck with a hip hop guy before I'd fuck with a, a country guy <laughs> that's just interesting uh. stuff what do you I think of what comedian it was? But there was a comedian that was talking about the uh, the white dude that hangs out with with gangsters. You know, uh, 
because you never know what that white dude did to gain favor with those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a comment here what I was going to ask you about because Chad Hansen uh, says country after 2000 is just twangy pop. Uh, I think what I'm hearing in, in, in country, modern country music, you know, the stuff they play on the radio is an effort to try to either be rock or hip hop or or try to incorporate other genres rather than stay true to what country was. Just get your perspective on that. Are you a fan of modern country? Uh, okay, so like some of it, like Jelly Roll is definitely one of my favorite artists right now. He's probably one of the realest uh, people out there with his lyrics and stuff. And I'll be honest with you, I don't even know what you would call his genre technically because right. to me, he's country. To me, he's hip-hop. To me, he's rock and roll. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's all of that. Um, I'm not a big fan of <laughs> hip-hop, as they call it. If you've yeah, hip-hop. You know I mean? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not huge on that, but I get it. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm not mad at it. You know what I mean? I think nah. uh, I, I try not to... Uh, quell people's uh creative sparks you know what i mean like whatever whatever you know because if it if it resonates with you it's going to resonate with someone else too yeah i get it i i do have a problem with corporate made art though and a lot uh, and this isn't just country it's pop across the charts what we used to see in the world of music is a songwriter or two guy or two songwriters can I say guys could be a, women could be well, you know, but to one or two people would sit down and write a song that came from the heart now what you see is corporate constructed songs where uh, somebody will come up with an idea okay we need to get a team of nine or ten songwriters in on this and everybody contributing a little piece to it it becomes it's not then it's not from the heart of any person it's kind of like what can we make how do we make this into a McDonald's cheeseburger so everybody will love it type right. of idea and, I, and see and that's like like that's taking the heart right out of music and which yeah. is why why people why it touches people I love let me tell you something. Like, I love it because there's, you know, part of why I want to do an album is because I got words that I want to get out there, period. Right, you know right. what I mean? And that's why I'm going to do this album this year is because, you know, and whether or not it sells and makes a bunch of money, I don't give a crap. I want to I want to put, you know, I got something to say and I want to put it out there and that's what I'm going to do. But one of the things that I've noticed is that when I sing a song for somebody and it touches them, and I can see that it touches them. You're talking about three minutes, three, four minutes, okay, of, of, of somebody's life. If you can take some, and, and imagine somebody you don't even know. Right. If you, can, if you can touch somebody in three or four minutes with what you got to say, man, that is something so special. You know what I mean? And to I me, it's it. not about money. It's not about, you know what I mean? It's about, like, this is something that's on my heart. And if it's on my heart, I bet it's on somebody else's heart. And if they hear this, it might give them, you know, one more reason to hold on or one more reason to say, you know what? I'm not in this by myself. I'm not the only one who feels this way. You know what I mean? Like, and to me, that's what a lot of music does. Like, I still remember where I was the first time I heard Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember the moment I heard that song because it made me bawl like a baby. Right. 
Wow, man. Uh, I appreciate everything you're saying. You sound like uh, uh, a really inspirational guy. And I'm not just uh, blowing smoke here. I'm really impressed with you as a, a person and, and, and where you're coming from. Now, uh, when you talk about writing words and, for music, did you do a lot of that when you were uh, kind of locked up? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, uh, some of my best material that I have right now is stuff that I wrote while I was locked up in prison. Right. <laughs> no, I, I can see that. Gives you time to reflect and all that stuff. Now, when you're in there, first of all, do, can you um, can you do any kind of comedy in, 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 while you're in prison? Like, I obviously, part of yeah. uh, dealing with other prisoners, you're going to try to kind of, that's kind of a kind of a defensive mechanism of course yeah, and most but uh, i mean like a real like a structure can you do like a lunch a lunchroom set or something or any of that kind of stuff uh so i did uh so it was actually kind of interesting i didn't do anything for eight years when i was inside and for the most part i didn't talk about it i didn't tell people that i did stand up before you know i went to prison because I did stand up, like I said, for a few years before I went to prison. And then I started again after I got out. But um, while I was in there, I didn't really talk about it. Because, like, in prison, like, it's like story time. Everybody's, you know, everybody pumps himself up to be something more than they were a lot of times. And so I didn't want to be seen as one of those guys that was just telling stories. So I didn't talk about it because I didn't want people saying stuff about it because then I might get an added. Like prison's a real, you know, uh, delicate place because, you know, like if somebody started to question it and call, you know, start calling me a liar, then I might have to get physical over something like that. You know what I mean? That's how Yeah, stupid. yeah, stupid stuff, yeah. Well, I just avoided it for a long time. But then they were having a retirement party for the cultural activities coordinator, this guy named Jim Halsey. And he was the one that was responsible for like a lot of the church activities and a lot of the activities that kept families and inmates together. Like he was the guy responsible for that. And he worked for the prison for like 30 years. And it was the first time that they were actually going to do a retirement party that both inmates and staff could go to. Because this guy was so loved by everybody that they wanted everybody to send him off and say goodbye. And the guy organizing this little retirement party wanted to do like a comedy thing. And every time he asked about who he should, who he should have do this comedy thing, every, he kept hearing my name in prison. In prison, he kept hearing my name. And so he come up to me and he was like, hey, uh, it was like a Friday afternoon. And he's like, hey, we're having this retirement party for Halsey next Wednesday. We'd really like you to do like a comedy thing. Is that something you could do? And I was like, well, what do you want? And he was like, well, I kind of think it'd be fun if we just kind of roasted him, you know, because that's, you know, that's how it is in prison. The best way to show that you love somebody is to, you know, tell them all this <laughs> terrible stuff. You know, <laughs> that's, that's how you show love, you know. And so on. Uh, and so I wrote like a 20 minute roast to this dude and it went over really, really good. It went over so good that the administration asked me to do a show for their Christmas party. So I did the administration Christmas party and then I did uh, another church show after that uh, for one of like every once in a while they have like uh, um, once a year in Springfield, 
they do the freedom feed, which is like the church comes in and it's uh, burgers and chips and soda for the whole prison. And they put on a little show and, you know, there's music and skits and stuff. And so I did like a little uh, 20, 30 minute performance in prison as far as that went. So I performed three different times while I was locked up in like actual performance, like, uh, and it was, it was different doing it for the administration Christmas party was definitely uncomfortable because yeah. like, <laughs> as you might imagine, you know, yeah. like, like, yeah, you, any team. members of the parole board here, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you don't want to piss off the parole board. You don't want to roast well, them. You know, I, uh, so I started when I did that roast, I started with a joke against the associate warden. Oh, uh, and I almost went to the shoe over it. I almost went to this, but I was just like, come on, it is a comedy show. It was a joke. It was a pretty good joke. And it was pretty innocent. You know what I mean? Well, I'm going to say something that uh, you will get, but the audience won't get. That takes a set of ball. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I've been told that a lot. A <laughs> set of ball. <laughs> um uh, so, uh, you're like the Johnny Cash now uh, of uh, comedy because, uh, uh, again, on your um, Facebook page, I, I saw, I couldn't help but notice there's a video where you're talking about wanting to give back and do shows and stuff for prisoners and and kind of spread the message that you don't have you don't have to limit your life to what people told you your life was going to be. You can take control of your destiny and be a different person. Great yeah. stuff, and I appreciate all that, and it's great. Uh, but uh, just kind of uh prisons are just planning a scene here because i do a lot of volunteer work myself and prisons are not when you're talking to those people you're talking about people who are talking to people who already made a wrong turn in life and i appreciate that and i think it's a great thing you do but i think there was a lot of power in talking to people who haven't made that wrong decision yet about and why they shouldn't uh what they need i mean i definitely want to get to where i like i would love to talk at high schools and stuff like that, you know, because uh, because I can, you know, looking back now, I can tell where those patterns of wrong thinking were already coming in. The thing, you know, like I can tell from when I was in junior high and high school, because like, you know, you, you got to think that when I was in junior high and high school, like like I barely remember my freshman and sophomore year in high school. I was so drunk and high most of the time during those times that I have very little recollection of what was even happening then. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have a question. Are you on Twitter? I, I'm putting your uh, IG at Conway Comedy 81 as, as uh, Twitter and then the YouTube channel. Uh, you. uh, those are in the length now. But are you on Twitter? I am not on Twitter. I, I should probably get on Twitter because I sharpened my knife on Facebook. Um, yeah. is, is how I keep my <laughs> how well, I keep my comedy skills fresh. I, I and uh, I've noticed now a lot more comedians on Facebook than before. I but my my uh, belief system, which has been shattered by that a little bit, is that comedians do better on Twitter. Musicians use Facebook more effectively. So I think you do need to get on Twitter because a lot of comedy fans are on Twitter and a lot of the comedians I follow are on Twitter. I think you should get on there. We will grow your following pretty quick, I think. And okay. it's, uh, So yeah, I hope you do get on there uh, and so we can spread the word. But in the meantime, Instagram, 
uh facebook and youtube links are in the description again in uh in um instagram it's ig uh wait where is it it's conway comedy 81 at conway comedy 81 on instagram for now that's where you're going to follow him and sooner or later he'll be on twitter <laughs> Thank you. I what, what do you find more rewarding comedy or or uh music Ooh. Uh man, that is that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say comedy as far as right now. Um, but just just because I've already uh I already get the feedback, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I haven't really gotten that with music yet because I haven't put it out there. And um, you, I can tell you, as somebody who's doing done it your whole, my whole life, uh, generally. The feedback comes slower in music. So if, if you in comedy, you're used to that immediate. They laugh. You're getting that feedback immediately. Well, in music, you're not. No matter what, even if you're the greatest, is a delay. <laughs> it's not instantaneous. So that's that's something you have to adjust to, especially if you're used to uh, getting that immediate dopamine rush when people uh, laugh at your joke. You get high on that in, in some do. way. And, and but, higher, higher than any drug I ever took, I'll tell you that. Right. So uh, you're a, you're doing road work now because I think I saw you up north somewhere. I uh, listed as playing, performing up north yeah. somewhere. Uh, how, how do you uh, avoid? Uh, and this is really, a, I know it's a, it's kind of not a simple answer, but how do you avoid falling back into the pitfalls of? Uh, making some bad decisions when you're on the road like that and so much downtime so many th time so much boring time that can you know board boredom is what leads to a lot of where where young it men can, sure, yeah. yeah so how do you avoid that, that and stay on the um clean path while right. you're on the road well number one i take my wife a lot of places That's smart. <laughs> that is definitely smart yeah, no, it is. And I mean, she's my best friend, so it works out. <laughs> right. Were you but, married uh, before you went? Yeah, you were, because you had a baby, right? Just... No, we we, uh, we don't have a, a baby. We did just get married in October, though. We got married on Halloween. Ah. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Um, yeah, thank you. No, we, we're, we're super happy. But no, uh, being with her helps a lot. Um, and I think for myself, it, it's just knowing where it takes me. You know what I mean? And, and you know, because it's not like, you know, the temptations are there for sure. You know what I mean? But, like, I know how much of my humanity goes away when I do that kind of stuff. And so I just I just don't want it anymore. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, there was a lot of growth that had to happen for me to get to this point. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't just wake up one day and said, oh, I don't want it anymore. And it's never been a problem again. You know, what I mean, it's definitely a process. Uh, it's definitely stuff that I stay up on. I'm very self-aware. I'm in counseling. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I do a lot of things to for self-improvement on a daily because I have to. Because if I start to slip in any of those kind of ways, it can it could go backwards real fast. Right. Very cool stuff. Now, uh, on your YouTube channel, there's a lot of stuff there. I'm curious. Well. Because uh, there's two thought, schools of thought here with comedians is a lot of them don't want to put stuff on YouTube because they don't want to burn their material. But there's the other side where if I don't do it, I'm not going to get any exposure. And I need to do that at least to have show people what I can do to get bookings and all that kind of stuff. Uh, any concern about 
putting because as I mentioned the the uh, uh, set a ball uh, joke uh, about putting stuff out there and people knowing your material before they get to see you and ruining it or, or burning the material in some way. So I think for me, uh, for one, the first thing I'll say is that uh, you'll notice that I haven't posted new material in a couple of years. Like like all of those videos are are. Um, I didn't even notice early, that. Yeah, I didn't notice. Yeah, but. my er, those everything from there is like my early open mics, and I think the last video on there is from the 2020 Snow Jam. Um, because because of that very thing to protect my material to not put it all out there uh for me i feel like i want to give people a taste of what they'll see but if you come to my show it's definitely gonna see um no it is not the first i will be in albuquerque i'm sorry <laughs> i just saw that question pop up. yeah uh, my next show is actually april 1st in um uh in sioux city iowa is, now, is that a prank? What is that a prank? Are you just pranking us? Were you going, getting us to go to Sioux City, Iowa for April no, Fool's Day? No, no, it's a real prank. <laughs> I was, you know what? It's, it's it's funny that you say that because that venue never has comedy shows on Fridays. They always do their comedy shows on Saturdays. Ah. And so I was worried about doing a Friday show because I'm like, people are going to think that we're BSing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I'm very familiar with that because I actually started the show today with saying two uh, a week, two weeks from this Friday, uh, Joe Rogan will be on the program. Um, no, he he won't be. It's April Fools. That'd be awesome, though. It's not real. <laughs> it's April Fools. Uh, I don't think he, does he do other people's podcasts? Probably not. Just Joey Diaz, as far as I know. I think he might have done Mark Moran once, but. Uh, I, I I don't know. I don't think he does too many. I can other see people. him being on two bears in one cave. He probably has done that. Probably one. I don't know. I maybe Bill Burr's too. I don't know. But no, I don't think he does a lot of other people's podcasts. <laughs> no, it just would be. It would be a big boon for me. All of a sudden, I'd have. Oh uh, yeah, you you'd be through <laughs> the roof. <laughs> no. Um. So yeah. So your your schedule's pretty full. No, you you're working pretty yeah, so, pretty hard. Yeah, I have a show April 1st, and then I have another show April 8th, and then May 1st, I have a show back here in Albuquerque. Albuquerque. So I'm going to be spending uh, about 10 days in South Dakota. I'm going to be hitting – that's actually when I'm getting in the recording studio for the first time. So I'm – and, again, I'm trying not to be super nervous about it. So uh, Albuquerque, we are giving away – I don't know if you're familiar with this. We're giving away four days in th- – is it four days and three nights or four nights and three days? I got to look again. I think it's four days and three nights in Albuquerque. A uh, hotel stay, five-star hotel, uh, one of, uh, I think, 30 you have to choose from in Albuquerque. All they need to do is put in hashtag Craig. Craig is uh, our resident uh, marketing director in Albuquerque. Craig Dog ABQ, capital C for Craig, capital D for dog, and capital ABQ. Uh, hashtag and for your chance to win at the end of this program today so and if you go may 1st you get to see william uh you can go to see his show so it's a great great yeah, it's, a great studio. it's, it's gonna be a great show yeah um 
with the recording stuff? Uh, is do you have a producer? Are you, you produce self-producing it? So uh, I've got a couple different people that I'm going to be working with. Uh, I'll be working with mainly. I'm going to be working with the rappers that I'm doing these shows with because they know uh, the business. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, because uh, when it comes to the music side, I'm uh, I'm definitely a fish out of water. Uh, but a couple of them are wanting to know more about comedy. I want to know more about music, so we're going to help each other. Interesting. Uh, have uh, so it's a hip hop thing. Is hip hop big in South Dakota? Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like hip hop is big everywhere. I mean, look at what just happened at the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. like, dude. I think everybody, everybody was super excited about that being the Super Bowl halftime show because like I don't know at least I was because I grew up on all that you know what I mean like well uh, here's my take on that it's like yeah that was interesting for for that show but every one of those people that were on that show are not my age but over 50 or even Eminem is turning 50 uh, it's just like I, hip hop used to be a young person's thing now all of a sudden it's like the middle age getting geezerish uh type <laughs> is are there right. any like well, big... that's because you know hip hop came of age and so did we <laughs> right yeah yeah but you know so uh, there has to be some young young blood in there but i am surprised it's out well that i think that's why they had Kendrick Lamar on there yeah, but the people my age, the real my real contemporaries, they hated that that halftime show. They were all over social media, you know. Uh, and a lot of them are, are racist, no, no doubt about it. Like it's because of the racial part of it. But a lot of them are uh, just like stuck in no, uh, you know, the music in my day. You know, as people get older. It's right. like you become your grandmother and your grandfather, or, you, or at least your parents in some direction. Yeah, music in my day was good. The music today is all shit and all that. And that's not yeah, even yeah. today's music. When you look at Eminem, that's their, you know, Lose Yourself was 25 years ago, I think he put that. Oh, yeah, it's a long time ago. It, it's depressing to think about. <laughs> yeah. Well, it goes by so fast, man. You, like Your life goes by like that. I mean, I can remember being, like you talking about high school. I know that I blacked out my uh, a lot of that time, too, because I was so high and, and drunk and, and when I was a kid. But it seems just like yesterday. I was a, a teenager, and all of a sudden, I'm an old man. It's just like, boom, man, how did that happen? <laughs> it's very quick. Um we have right now, and I want you to bear with me if you can, hang around for this. This is a segment we call the Happy Minute with the, the star of, of my band, the Rocket 45s, <laughs> Kiara, who uh, she's here with us now. Time for the Happy Minute. What? You didn't know if the time was coming? You look like I shocked you there. You were in the world. Nice to meet you. Have you been listening this morning? I actually no. fell asleep, but I caught some, some of it. <laughs> <laughs> You're up too late. Uh, well, I am. If you, I'll just get you caught up. William has a very redeeming story. Uh, he uh, made some bad decisions in his life, uh, ended up. Uh, doing some time and came out and it's turned his life around and is spreading the message to other people who um, 
might uh, be tempted to fall into the same trap, make the same mistakes he made, not to make those mistakes. So we and he's a very funny guy, and he's also now working on his first music album. So wow, uh, interesting. That's great. Story. Yeah. Uh, what do you got for us? You got anything really uplifting now? Give us something to really get inspired <laughs> and happy about. No, I don't have anything uplifting. Um, I have a, I have a typical Florida news. Uh, according to UPI.com, Florida swim team practice interrupted by an alligator in the pool. An alligator um, in the pool. Yesterday. Yes, but it was a swim team, so it was a little more dangerous. Okay. A Florida school I mean, swim team practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was delayed when the students discovered the pool was already occupied by an alligator. The Lake <laughs> County Sheriff's Office said in a Facebook post, deputies responded to the school, and uh, it was a three-foot alligator. The alligator's jaws were secured with electrical tape, and the reptile was taken to Lake. Here we go. A popka. Uh, Did I say okay. it right? I don't think so. <laughs> but three foot now that's a baby i think yeah, I, could, that's a baby. I think i could kick that alligator's ass i mean really yeah yeah just punch him in the belly or something but three foot is like this right yeah so, i'd look at that and be like oh how the cute whole swim team yeah well no i don't think they should i think that's an overreaction you don't need to call animal control or the police or anything you just get the the biggest guy on the team you say go over there and grab him by the snout that's good swim team practice right get down there now exactly get in there and out swim the crocodile Yeah, and so my thought goes to if it's that small, it's probably a prank. Because when there's one that small, there's usually, if it's in nature, there's probably about six or seven of them. The mother has a, a litter, and they're all about that size at the same time, and you would expect the pool to be have like six of them in there, or at least a couple of them. If you see one, I'm thinking <laughs> That's some a nightmare. Kids, yeah. Right. Yeah, no. Like like one, okay, whatever. If I saw like four in there, I'd be like, oh no, I'm never swimming again. But, yeah. <laughs> but I'm I thinking lived it in Florida. Be, uh, oh, you did? I didn't know that. When did you live in Florida? You killed your sound again. It was a scam likely again. Oh, they spam? No. Well, um, no, I, I've been meaning to get in touch with you about your extended warranty. Again, again. No, Did you I, I know that they will not do that extended warranty for a DeLorean? They just, they will not cover a DeLorean. I cannot get them to do it. Do you have a DeLorean? No, I don't have a DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is that car behind you anyway? What is that? Do you uh, know? It's, I, don't know? I think it's a Ford it's a, International. I don't, do you know what this car is? Never mind. He's not paying I think the extended warranty is up on that baby. Where are Probably. you? That there's a car Probably. inside. Yeah, what? that's in his house. It's his living room. No, he keeps a car in. It. No. <laughs> no, he's in. Uh, where, where are you? The nineteen uh, nineteen twelve market. Nineteen twelve market. Mexico. Was it a really established in nineteen twelve? Is that why they call it that? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that this is where they traded livestock back in the day because it's right next to the uh, railroad tracks and everything. So, yeah, very cool stuff. Uh, wow. Kara, you've never been to New Mexico, right? 
No. Oh, yeah. Lots of cool historical stuff there. And where he is in Grants, New Mexico, it's still, uh, they haven't de- haven't changed much in the last 150 years. <laughs> no, we really have. Yeah. It's good. It's for the better. Uh, so the alligator story, that's it. That's it for today. The alligator story. Oh, you got something else. No. I got an alligator and I got a potato. A potato? You want to hear about the potato? Yeah, let's hear about the potato. <laughs> okay. I'm all ears. <laughs> All right. Well, (laughs) the world's heaviest potato turns out to be not a potato at all. So um, in New Zealand, (laughs) a New Zealand couple who applied to have a massive vegetable named Doug recognized as the world's heaviest potato by the Guinness World Records said the DNA test had a shocking result. The tuber is not a potato. Wow. What is it? A tuber? It was a gourd. A gourd. Yes, they lied. Did they, get, did they get the record for the largest gourd? Uh, I don't think so. I think gourds can get pretty big. It was a 17-pound object that they unearthed from there. Oh, yeah. oh man. I'm going to put 17 pounds, probably like... Wakato no. farm. Huh? Is there measurements on it? Like how long, how... No. Let me see this. Um... <laughs> I'm nope. looking for the measurements of this gourd. And they only went by, by pounds, 17 pounds. I thought it was a potato. You're out of your That's gourd. It doesn't seem very big for a gourd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I've never seen a gourd. I don't know. But what how it, do you DNA I, test a potato? How do you, what is that? Yeah, I didn't uh, see. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I don't uh, understand. Ter- we called the, uh, Mr. Potato and we said, your DNA test came back. It turns out you're part African. You are not the father. <laughs> you are not the father. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for this uh, happy moment. I uh, Now, uh, I guess that we'll call that a happy ending. Oh, gosh. Uh, no. No? No. They get right. super mad when you ask for those. I just want you to know that. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, they don't give it to me. I'm a woman. But my boss, he did go to get a foot massage. They did ask him if he would like a happy ending. I, and it was right you know, there. I, I don't think that they should uh, be sexist about it. I think women want them just as much as men probably do. No, I don't yeah. think so. No, I did a program. I mean, no, if it, was actually an, if it was actually a happy ending that actually achieved it, you might. Don't shake your head no, young lady. Do not shake your head no. Let me tell you, no. last week, what did I just say? Last week I did a show on sexual enlightenment with a couple, uh, um, Elspeth and Freddie, and they they are all about sexual enlightenment. And they were talking about, first of all, uh, or, almost the entire program, orgasms and orgasmic energy. But she was t- uh, talking about, and w- this came up that, Women who have multiple orgasms and, and can orgasm uh, are always in a happier relationship. The relationship is more solid when the woman is having the happy ending. So I, I, you, we kind of dispute what you just said. Yes, women are very interested in happy endings. They were also from talking about partner, men. They were talking the about men who guy. could sustain a 30 or 40 minute orgasm. What? What? 
Right. Freddie says he could do it. 40 minutes of orgasm. What do you mean, 40 minutes? No. You, means, you yourself. Exactly like like you know how an orgasm like for most men is 30 seconds or 40 seconds tops? We're talking about extending that to a half hour, 40 minutes. Come on. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> exactly. That's how you, it works. You disappear. You wouldn't be here anymore. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mine would just go to, a, to heaven, right? After right. that. <laughs> you, you guys need don't a, need more than one, you know. You need to smoke minute, a whole cigar, right. never mind a cigarette. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Uh, it's, it's done through meditation or, or, you know, it's new agey stuff that. It was out there for me, and I don't really it's relate to that. Holding off is what it is. You got to hold off, right? Like that—that's that, what delaying gratification. To... Yes. Don't yes. touch yeah. a Johns until the time is right. Well, no, yeah. this what well, he was yeah. saying. <laughs> I asked about that because I thought, listen, if we're going to get graphic here, <laughs> um, I because uh, I said my contention was that porn is what kills uh, sexual yes. intimacy for men because too many men are watching porn and, and masturbating too much before. And so by the time it comes to pleasing their woman, they got nothing left. And he was saying, no, that porn is a good thing for both men and women because it teaches them how to uh, do things that they m might be shy about asking about and all this stuff. So he was a big fan of pornography. And I'm not a fan of pornography. I don't no. agree. I know. I didn't agree I, either. I consider it cheating. If you're looking yeah. at another woman, yep. I'm going to, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not about that. Well, I agree with you. So, so we agree on that. Yeah. We agree, we on, agree that. on something. What did we disagree on that? You said no. I uh, forget. Uh, oh, the, the orgasms. Oh, oh no, yeah. the, ple the pleasure from the, the foot guy. Ending. I, I, I want to get a pedicure. Right. Well, speaking of happy ending, it's time to kick you out of here. Anyway, we'll see you so. tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Nice All right. meeting you. All right. Bye. Yeah, nice. Was it good for you? It was good for me. Uh, it, was. it was. It was lovely. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um uh, that whole because I do think I agree with you that women, women as much as men, and I think this is because I, you know, I've heard it from women that women who don't have orgasm don't want sex as much uh, or don't appreciate it and feel like it's a chore, something they have to do. Where women who are orgasmic and get that happy ending generally uh, appreciate it more. <laughs> right, right. The the more fun they're having, the more often they're going to want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, uh, back to you and away from the happy ending stuff. Uh, stylistically, your comedy is more because you talked earlier about, uh, or maybe you didn't talk about, maybe I'm just imagining about writing, uh, like your material. Now, you're not a, like a joke writer, you're more of a storyteller, correct? Definitely. Um, so uh, tell me about how you go about putting stuff together, writing, writing material and creating material. Is it, uh, I mean, what, what's that like? It's like, what, what funny has happened to me in my life and how can I relate? I mean, the process of creating a story like that. Right. Yeah, no, because it, it's definitely, I've learned over time because I've just told stories. Like I, uh, my first time on stage, I just went up. I had no idea about joke structure or anything like that. And I went up there with like three or four stories that I always told at parties and they always made people laugh. And so I went up and I told those stories and I won the competition. 
You know what I mean? Like wow. my first time was a competition and uh and so I got thrown right into it. And so I went out and I got a book on how to write material and uh basically, you know, I take I take the general story, the the skeleton of the story and then, you know, uh basically I think it was George Carlin who said that you can make anything funny but you just got to take one aspect and stretch it so far beyond belief that now it's funny. Right. You, you know what I mean? And so I take uh, most of my stories are, are loosely true stories that I've just kind of, you know, embellished this or that or whatever. And it makes it funnier. Love it. Love it. Now, uh, do, do you get different reactions based on different areas you play in? Uh, oh, for sure. For yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you know, and even even just in the same town, like Sioux Falls is a great comedy town. And I think that here in the next year or two, we're going to see a big comedy boom coming out of that town because there's so many talented comedians in that area. Um, But I think that uh, I kind of lost my train of thought there for a second. Different areas and different kind kind of uh, oh yeah the uh, the different the different crowds you know because like even in the same city you might you know at one venue you might have a crowd that's more of a country crowd or and then in another venue there might be a bookstore or whatever that's more of a heady crowd that's going to appreciate more of your intellectual material you know um. And they're not going to appreciate fart jokes as much. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, like, like I do. Told, you got to know your crowd. You got to know what demographic you got your face in front of. Right. And uh, so, and now, I don't even know how to phrase this question. So, percent, you're not really working like super blue, but you're not like com- completely clean where you won't drop an occasional f bomb. Right. Or, or, so or, or I uh, I used to be I used to be I used to be pretty blue. I like like coming to see my show uh, previously last year. If you saw my show, it, you could have easily gotten offended. Uh, I, uh, I, because of the feedback from my fans and the people that support me, uh, I made a decision to do PG 13 shows all of 2022. So every set I've made a commitment that every set I do during 2022 will be PG 13 appropriate. And, uh, I really studied the guidelines so that I could see where I could and could not flirt with the line of decency because i like to do that you know <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's interesting to me where that way you figured that out because i think and this has been a, a subject of discussion for a couple of weeks now with every comedian i talk to is there is there's a benefit to working clean but there are some people like my audience i know a lot of these people in the chat room right now, they will say, I won't go to see a clean comedian, even though there are some who do really what, like Jim Gaffigan is, is the top of the crop when it comes to clean comedians as far as success goes. Yeah, but and Brian Regan, too, I think is a great one. Who? Brian Regan. Oh, yeah, right. That His name comes up all, often, too, in uh, in that. But there, for the most part, I think... And how do I explain this? There are levels. So if you want to be a full-time, steady-working, making-a-living comedian, 
working clean is definitely the way to go. But there are, if you want to get to the top, the Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, the, you know, that level. Right. If you got to say want, whatever you want to say. Right. So yeah. uh, it's kind of knowing what, where you want to go and what levels you want to reach and belief in yourself, of course. Uh, but and, and to, so the question I'm asking, is there a time where you you get in and you, you, you've gotten in your mind that I'm going to do this as a PG-13 show, and then you read the room and say, this room really wants blue, uh, and then you just kind of, can you just shift gears and say, okay, uh, I'm going to give oh, yeah. Uh, I'm probably, I'm, that's probably one of the things I'm best at is shifting gears. And especially like mid set, like I'm one of those comedians that like, like, you know, I have a lot of jokes and, and, uh, you know, I have set material. And when I do a show, I have a general skeleton of a routine of what I want to do. But if, if the show dictates that I change direction, I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm going to do what makes the crowd happy because that's my job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my job is to read the room and entertain you the best way that I can. Right. There's a comment here that I think is pretty interesting. If you don't have a following in play to rooms going out to see a generic comedy, then sure clean may be it better. I don't know about that because this, that's kind of what I was going to ask you. Like people who are just going out to a comedy club who not necessarily going for the comedian's name on the on the playbill that night they're right. just going out to a comedy club don't even know who to see those people are i don't know if uh, there's no way of knowing if uh, the people of those people what they're expecting what they're expecting right. comedy so how do you Which, you can't so, really plan too much in advance can you no uh, but so for me yeah okay sure uh for me <laughs> being too loud i guess being too loud <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but uh, for me, I think uh, one of the things that uh, is diversity in lineup. You know what I mean? Like, I, uh, as a producer, when I produce shows, I like to have people uh, as I like to try and widen the diversity in the lineup. And, and I mean, and not just not just I'm not talking about white or black, male or female. I'm talking about. You know, like I know who, you know, if this girl has, you know, if this girl's kind of a raunchy girl or this guy's kind of a nerdy, heady guy or whatever, you know what I mean? Like I try and diversify my lineup so that there's a little bit of everything so that it, for the general people coming to the show, no matter who you are, there's somebody on that lineup you like. Right. Cool stuff. I, I like that. Now, uh, uh, I want to be respectful for you and your time. And we have, we're have we actually coming up where we have to do the contest stuff, and I want to play a, a little clip. So I'm getting ready to let you go, but I want to let you know for the guy at the 1912, uh, his, uh, what is it, 1912 Market? Is that what Yeah, I'm at the 1912 Market, yeah. Uh, tell him when, if, for for all you're being too loud for him. We're gonna we're plugging him to the entire nation and asking and we're giving away a vacation to uh, Albuquerque and we're going to tell everybody there uh, to visit the 1912 market on his behalf. So we're giving him some plugs. So make him feel better, kind of comfortable. Yeah, right. Well, we appreciate your time here, William, and we, I really like you as a person. I like your comedy, and we're going to do everything we can to support you and keep your name out there uh listen anytime you have 
uh, a show to promote or something, if you just want to stop in just for a minute and say, I got a big show I want to promote or anything like that, you keep in touch with me and we'll we'll do our best to kind of help keep your name in people's minds. And I You're urge cool, people man. to check out your, your current YouTube stuff and your Facebook page and your Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So. And I'll, I'll check out, I'll check out getting on Twitter today. I'll probably start a Twitter account today. I'll take your advice. Cool. <laughs> I, I'll look for you then or just drop me a, uh, drop me an email when you or uh, your instant message on Facebook wherever when you get okay. that set up so I will follow you and then I'll urge all my followers to follow you and we'll get get people on that cool thanks, thanks for man. having me on it's been it's been a pleasure it's been great too and uh, again no smoke I'm really impressed with you as a person as a comedian and all wish you luck with the music stuff and again when the when the music is ready too you let me know come back here and we'll help you promote that for sure yeah I think lonely man is gonna be the first single that I put out um because I'll have that that studio ready so as soon as I get in the studio I'm ready to release that first single uh, cool. so lonely man will probably be the first one I release cool well thanks for being a country song thanks for being here and uh we'll keep in touch and thanks bye for now all right thanks for having me bye william conway folks i hope you enjoyed that man great guy uh really funny i think you should check out his youtube stuff that that's already on there uh really interesting stuff um we have just a few minutes here i did want to play a, a song that i had uh, queued up. I don't know why I want to play this song. Something happened. Uh, something clicked in my mind. Saying, I'm the kind of guy. Somebody said, uh, I think I saw something in the chat room before. Somebody was saying, I'm a kind of kind of gal, kind of girl, kind of something. So I want to play the song that I have. I'm I'm a kind of guy. Uh, this is one of my songs. And I will uh, preface it. Let's start with uh, Koa Coffee. Are you got your Koa Coffee today? Because I have been remiss in uh, talking about the sponsorship. We're brought to you by Koa Coffee. We're going to go from Koa Coffee right into a song of mine called um, I'm the Kind of Guy. And then when we come back, we're going to wrap up with the big winner for the Albuquerque uh, getaway. So here we go, Koa Coffee. This episode is brought to you by Koa Coffee. If you are a coffee connoisseur and want to experience the best coffee Hawaii has to offer, no blend, no compromise, try the true taste of aloha. Koa Coffee produces premium Hawaiian coffee, hand-picked, expertly roasted, and delivered from Hawaii to your door with aloha. From award-winning 100% Kona coffee grown on the slopes of the Mauna Loa volcano to the unique mocha beans of Maui, they strive to provide their loyal customers with the best quality and freshness. Since 1997, Koa Coffee has been known far and wide as a product of utmost quality and their awards proven. Koa Coffee was featured in Forbes' Top 10 Coffees of the World. This is the coffee Forbes called the best coffee in America. Find out what it's all about. Go to minddogtv.com slash coffee.
I'm damned if I do. I'm damned if I don't. Um, anyway, that William Conway, man, what a great guy. I uh, hope you appreciate him. Very funny guy, too. I mean, uh, and, and um, insightful and kind of wise beyond his, you know what? People say uh, the mistakes we made are, are, are the building blocks of our character. And a great example of it there, man, a, a solid character, great guy. Uh, appreciate all he's doing, giving back a little bit uh, and sharing his story unabashedly unashamed of uh being somebody who was you know what made some mistakes but uh come back from it so when i do get his twitter i will uh handle when he sets it up i will share it with all you now it's time now it's time to say goodbye to all our family not just yet folks um we have to do the big uh and it looks like we only have two people. It looks like it's going to be between uh, Kevin and Chad to see who uh, wins the big giveaway today, right? We only have a couple of... I'll give you a, one more minute to... Uh, we have two entries. So, yeah, it's going to be between Chad and Kevin. This is a, a easy one to go for for the Albuquerque vacation. And here we go. Ready to spin. Or should I give you 10 more seconds? Nine, eight, seven. No, nope, we're only got two people interested in the Albuquerque vacation. Seriously? This is not going to bode well for our ability to give away better vacations coming forward. Uh, I think they're probably going to say, hey, you're only getting two to five people each day. Maybe I should have given away Atlantic City or something uh, better, than, more attractive than Albuquerque. More, uh, I'm looking at the attractions in Albuquerque, and we have. Anyway, here we go. See who won. It's Chad, Chad, Kevin, Chad, Chad, Kevin, Chad, Kevin, Chad, Kevin, Chad, Kevin, and the winner is Kevin. <laughs> well, Kevin, congratulations! You are the big winner of the Albuquerque four days, three nights uh, stay. Uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy, uh, <laughs> and. We will be sending you the information uh, to redeem that. You have up to 18 months to uh, use it. Craig Cat uh, says he does want to meet Craig one day. Well, you just missed your chance, baby. Uh, you could have had 18 months to get there, too. Uh, sorry, uh, Chad, you just missed it by that much. <laughs> Anyway, we'll probably do one in Colorado just for you tomorrow. <laughs> Denver getaway or something. Um, or something in the in the Midwest. Uh, I don't know. Where do you want to see tomorrow? I have not uh, picked tomorrow's destination yet. Where do you want to see something? If you know, because airfare is not included. If you want something in drive driving distance to where you are, let me know and I will put that up uh, for tomorrow. I don't have tomorrow's destination picked out. You can let me know on Twitter, Facebook, all that kind of crap. Um, that's the show for today. Uh, Kevin, you're going to have to send me an email address to send the information to. You can do that in a private DM on Twitter. You know how to get in touch with me there. Just send me your email address, and I will have uh, the um, giveaway, uh, the vacation package sent to you uh, and all that information. So thanks for being here today. I uh, appreciate your time. I hope you really uh, enjoyed William as much as I did. Um, who do I have tonight? Ooh, what's going on with my voice cracking again? Hey, 
It's time to leave. What do I have tonight? Oh, Maria Brito. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, why creatives rule the world tonight, 8 p.m. on the Mind Dog TV podcast. I hope you'll join me. Hope you'll join me then. Radio. Um, and I'm so glad we had this time together. So have a laugh and sing a song. Seems we just get started. And before you know it, comes a time we have to say so long.
to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. 